This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I, th- I would say it, okay, time it was prompted in 2010. Out. Time out. Huh. Time out. Yeah, yeah. Let's put this in the podcast. Okay. Yeah, we're recording. Start talking about your beer. No, well, I'll get there after we talk about outrage culture. <laughs> Speaking of beer, I got a beer with your name on it, Brendan. Literally it your literally name Literally BKS. I'm a big fan. Yeah, so BKS uh, Artisan Ales, they're in Brookside. Um, I think that's where the actual BKS is. But if you want, we can call them up. Yep. And we can say, this is yep. mine now. Yeah. And you'll just put a flag. I, I meant to tell you guys, I started a brewery not too long ago. So it's Brookside. And I had Stewart. to pay for this? <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. I'll get somebody on that. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we're, we're drinking uh, a sour. It is their Vacation Island Sour Ale. It's very uh, vacation, very summery. It's, a pa- it's brewed with passion fruit, and the passion fruit definitely comes in, but we were talking before this podcast started. And it's not like uh, it's not crazy heavy or anything, and, and it's not too sweet. It's not too tart. I don't think. I and said smart move making this a sour. Right. It blends it blends very well together. Yeah. Those two things. And it's seven percent. Whoa. Let's get you messed up. Let's put her hair down and really get after it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is from BKS. Um and if you want, you can go follow them on some social media. Uh at BKS Artisan Ales, uh, which I believe is on both Instagram and Twitter as um, the same. I assume we're gonna be doing that after the show. Yes, I per- Brian has already followed them on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, and they're in KC. They're on uh, 63rd and Holmes um, in Brookside. So their hours are super like it's a. I guess it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. I tried to get more info on this today, and I just got a business card, which is fine because the owners weren't there. Oh sure. Um, but uh, they're they're like they their hours are like from four to nine on Friday, one one to seven on set, like. Is it really like just a tasting room or it's very small, but they have like an outdoor little patio area. Okay. So um, it is like a bar. Yeah. yeah it's okay. a bar, uh, but they also brew there. Um, you can actually see the brewing room from the, or part of it. Maybe it's just a holding room. I don't know. Anyway, go from, check them out from your balcony. Not from my balcony oh, okay. from there, from like the bar. If you're ordering, you can see oh. back into the thing. Nice. But again, and, and the other interesting thing is I guess their taps rotate like every week. Like I asked the guy, I was like, do you have any info on like your beers that I can say and stuff? And he's like, well, actually we don't even know what it's going to be every week we come in because they change so often. I was like, that's oh, cool. Okay. So interesting. yeah, every time you go there, you might get something new. And that's BKS broom, Klondike. Shit. Salmon. Uh, yep. Santa. Santa. <laughs> I thought you said salmon. So, oh, that too. Sure. <laughs> Which, on vacation island. Now, mm-hmm. outrage culture. <laughs> okay, let's get into this. I, I can't believe. I don't, I don't, I don't know when it started, what it is, why it is, but it's just. So what, I'm, I'm, I asked what prompted you to. Twitter. We all know what this is. Twitter. Okay. I don't want to go into it because it's and like so a So why, why are you so offended by outrage culture? <laughs> well, let me tell you why I'm outraged by it. <laughs> It's just the, the the expectation that people can say anything they want on Twitter and not have any kind of feedback from another viewpoint or side. And then when they do get that feedback, fuck me, life is over. Right. Why are you, why are you why are you coming into my Twitter to tell me how you feel about this? Right. Well, it's you just a, tweeted that out there right. into the world. It's not a conversation. It's just you're right, I'm wrong. Yeah, they don't want it to be a conversation, yeah. even though they're it, it would be like someone screaming some kind of opinion. In a in Times Square, 
and expecting, well, I guess maybe in Times Square, no one would respond to the big, oh, there's a crazy person over here screaming. <laughs> but, and expecting no one to, to say anything, you know, if it was like right. some crazy viewpoint or whatever. Um, and it's, it's just super uh, off-putting, I guess, to that even if they are trying to open a dialogue, I've seen a lot of times they're like, well, I didn't ask you to come here and blah, blah. It's like, well, you didn't technically ask that person, but you did put your it's thought into the world. Forum. Yeah. yeah. And someone's going to come back and say something right. regardless of right. how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Just accept it and either ignore it or respond and don't be like, don't just say, oh, what, nobody asked for your opinion. And now, now this pisses me off. Why are you giving me your opinion right now? So I, I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah, there's there's overwhelming. A, there's a lot of that, and it takes many forms. Um, you guys know I'm super into comic books, and the Comics Gate thing has been what? going on. Yeah, right. <laughs> the Comics Gate thing's been going on for a couple of years, and that's kind of the same thing. Um, and it's getting to the point where I don't know if you guys know who uh, Tom King is. He is currently writing Batman. And he's writing a series for DC called Heroes in Crisis right now, and they had a big uh, twist in the last issue where. A very unexpected character did very unexpected things. Sure. Bad things. Batman killed someone. Not that. What? But, but like, to that extent, right? Right, right, So so he, like, started getting death threats on Twitter, and it's like, you know, that's not okay. There was that Marvel writer, Chuck Wendig, I think, that was, like, he was writing, like, Darth Vader stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, like, basically, there was a big... uh, Because he is very vocal on Twitter about his political stuff and you know, against the alt-right and right-wingers and yeah. stuff like that, which it seems like a lot of those people who have pushed, get pushed back, or are the ones pushing back against people on Twitter about stuff like that, the Gamer Gates and the Comic Gates people are those right-winger weirdos. Yeah. Um, so Chuck Wendig, he was at, in the middle of like a Darth Vader run and got kicked off of it, mm-hmm. like, and he was very vocal about like, yeah, they basically told me like I was too involved on Twitter with like, political yeah. stuff and all my other stuff and this is why yeah and then the whole thing that happened with james gunn and why he got kicked off of yeah uh, uh, gardens of galaxy 3 well there's and there's those are the high profile examples but you know people like chelsea kane she was a writer right. for mm-hmm. uh, mockingbird and she did a cover uh where mockingbird is wearing a t-shirt that says ask me about my feminist agenda right and it's like you know of course that offended straight white dudes right and she was basically forced off twitter and she doesn't work at marvel anymore because you know, what company wants to be involved with the, that kind of like, right. Any, I mean, you have to understand it, I guess, to a certain extent, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. That, that stuff is shitty. Don't well, and people's it's such, it's so easy to surround yourself with like-minded individuals on the internet. The good old echo chamber. Yeah. yeah. That whenever a, a different viewpoint comes in, regardless of what you think about it, it's different than yours. Right. So when it comes in and then maybe a tweet that you have, offends a lot of people and comes in in droves and you're like, Oh, I don't want this negativity, blah, blah. blah. Why can't people just leave well enough alone? It's like, well, this is the internet and that's going to happen. Like block, like turn off your notifications and then you don't have to worry about it. Right. Right. Other than engaging, but they choose to engage. And and that's what like on the flip side of that, you know, like I follow on Twitter, like get my news from like CNN, BBC, Al Jazeera, stuff like that, just to get like a wider view of stuff. And I think it's also really interesting that like there are times whenever people on Twitter they get very upset that like, oh, they're like, oh, this guy is following all these right leaning, all these like things. And it's like not because they endorse them, but because yeah, they, they, they want to get out of that echo chamber. You know I, what I mean? Like I've they don't want the same like people, you know, just talking back at you like, yeah, I agree with you. You're right. Or, oh, this idea or the, this type of slant. It's like, oh, well, I want different things and to show. Different, yeah, it's different not like you're following that. at KKK or like well. at Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> 
Is that a thing? I don't know. Probably, it's gotta be. It's, probably, it's <laughs> gotta yes, be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Facebook oh. is banning all kinds of alt right and Nazi white supremacist stuff and things like yeah. that. So Twitter, I think, was trying to do that too. Or or no, Twitter said they Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, said that he couldn't uh, start banning white supremacy like he did ISIS or like mm. they did for ISIS because if he started banning white supremacy with the same uh, like algorithm that he did for ISIS, they would catch up a lot of very prominent Republican oh, yeah, I did l- lawmakers yeah. and stuff yeah. like that, which I thought was very yeah. interesting. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Anyway, enough with the outrage. Let's get to some positivity. I can't believe you want to switch to positivity. How I am outraged. You? Guys, please don't disagree with me. This is my space over here. Don't bring your disagreements into my space. Speaking of my space, you guys remember my space? No, Tom Zang, was Zang. everyone's friend. Forget it. What have you been up to, Vargas? Okay, so I'm going to do something a little new. Oh, oh no. Okay. I, I feel like I don't talk about comic books enough on this podcast. Sure. And I think you guys will probably disagree, but this is my time. Yeah. It's your, it's I'm, literally, what, what is your one? I'm curious new? as to why you're unzipping your pants, but <laughs> <laughs> it is your time, so. Uh, so I'm going to try and every episode spotlight a comic book or two that I'm reading that I really enjoy. Sure. Whether Signal it be, boost it, yeah, man. Whether it be new or old or whatever, so... I brought a couple, a couple of your couple of thousands of comments. How many would you say you have? How many do I have right now? Yeah, I'd say between five and six thousand. Man, books. <laughs> Le- a, I mean, no exaggeration. He is a legit collector, ladies and gentlemen. I am. So I brought. I've got two, and I've got two other ones for when we talk about it and another thing. Um, so the new Marvel comic that I brought is Savage Avengers. Interesting baller cover. Yeah, it's a number one issue came out this week, and it's a team with Venom, Doctor Voodoo, Conan the Barbarian, right. the Punisher, Elektra, and Wolverine. And issue number one takes place in the Savage Land. And if you don't know anything about Marvel comics, it's like basically the jungle. Yeah. Um, but it's the whole issue is Wolverine and Conan fighting. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Each other. Each other. It's and it's awesome. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting Hugh Jackman. Right. And it's legit. It's It seems like it's gearing up to be a pretty cool series. Um, pretty much stop, you know, the world ending. Right. Moon God is kind of how I think it's going to go. But with the team that they have, it seems like it's just going to be kill people till <laughs> they stop trying to kill us. Kill enough until you find the yeah. right guy. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's written by Jerry Dugan and Mike Diodato Jr. Oh, Jerry Dugan. Yeah. yeah. He did Deadpool mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Brian Hussein. And right. He's a gr- great writer. And Mike Diodato Jr. does combat like no one else. It's super good. Nice. Uh, and the other issue I brought is Deceased, number one. Jesus Christ. There's a zombie Batman on the cover. Yeah, I brought the Francisco Matina variant for you guys to take a That's look insane. at. And... It's it's kind of like uh, you guys remember when Marvel did Marvel Zombies mm-hmm, back mm-hmm. in two thousand five. I have a couple of those. Yeah, I think DC's trying to do that, but with a far more realistic bend to mm. it. So this issue number one sets up exactly how in this alternate universe. I'm assuming it's alternate universe. <laughs> um, how they could introduce a zombie virus without being like. Oh, a meteorite crashed, and now there's zombies. Sure, yeah. So it has to do with dark side and the anti-life equation and all Ooh, this kind of stuff. Interesting. So super fun issue. It's going to be six uh, six issues long. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're into the alternate universe stuff as much as I am, if you're not a comic book reader, but it's you know it's Batman fighting zombies, Superman fighting zombies. So if, yeah. if you're into that stuff, definitely go pick it out. Shouldn't be too hard to find. Sometimes like the what if stories. 
how do I say this? Or like more, it's easier for people just to jump into those because usually they're shorter runs and things like oh, that. You know absolutely. what I mean? That's how I got into right. it. Marvel Zombies, my mom bought it for me for Christmas. Right. Like the year it came out. And now I've got 6,000 issues. So. I was going to say, if, if we have any listeners who have always thought about getting into comic books, I would say a limited run, like self-contained yeah. story like this is, this is your jumping off point yeah. to see. Instead of trying to jump in the middle of a, of a storyline that's been going on for five years or right. whatever. Sometimes yeah. it's easier just to go somewhere and get like the graphic novel version of all, the, basically because they're, they're like collections of runs and they're very easy yeah. to access and access and things like that. They're and, called trade. Right yeah, when trade, they were in the, trade paperbacks, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, so go down to your local comics store if you've been thinking about it and get one of those. Especially because, well, yesterday for you, today for us is Free Comic Book Day. Yay! So, yeah, would you get fourth be with you? Would you get? Oh yeah, it's Star Wars Day too. Yeah, I didn't go. I oh. kind of stopped going to Free Comic Book Day because there's just too many people. You have too so. much money, and it's like, <laughs> why? Why would I be there with the plebes? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> waiting just, in line it, for a free book. I'll cut to the line for a hundred dollars, please. <laughs> right. Speaking of comic books, uh, Nailbiter v- Murder Edition Volume Three comes out yeah. next week on Amazon, uh-huh. and I'm very, very excited. I have, you, I'm I have so glad that you. I still... love Nailbiter. I cannot <laughs> wait so to good, read the the third that last edition or yeah. whatever. It's gonna be balls to the wall, awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, since people are looking at me, I'm just gonna talk. Yeah, we're, we're looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're drinking the name your name beer. I know this is my this is my episode, my beer. You're welcome. Idiots. Um, so uh, I guess I think we talked about a little bit on another thing last week, but Avengers Endgame is a phenomenal movie. Mm-hmm. Vargas and I have seen it. The elephant in the room, Brian has not. I've put on a couple pounds. <laughs> my God. And you're in a gray shirt. What's your problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Brian has not seen it. So I'm going to refrain from talking too much into it. But it is probably one of the most satisfying and I would say best comic book movies that's been made in a long time. Uh, it's going to be, it's already made a ton, a ton of money and I highly recommend people see it and see it again because it's incredible. Uh, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it with people, the more I'm like, yeah, that movie was fucking amazing. Well, what, what I think marks the success of this movie is just how excited it's getting people for Dude. the next thing. Right. Like Spider-Man is getting so much more hype because not that it wasn't going to be hyped, but right. it's so much more hype because this movie and everyone's wondering, you know. What's the next? What's the next movie? What's what's right. the next thing they're gonna make? And, and I think that's the mark of a really successful right. movie. And hopefully, because I think if we record in another thing, yeah, it should come out next week, right? Yep. Yeah. So maybe Brian can leave the room because I want to talk. I want. I have a couple of, like things I want to talk to you about, like things that go down in the movie. Yeah. That I think would be very interesting because the Russo brothers said on Monday that spoilers yeah. are lifted, so we can talk two, about two it. two days from now. Right. So, so when it, another thing comes out, we we gave another week buffer. Yeah. <laughs> God, I really, I'm gonna have to just stay off Twitter and Instagram. Basically, yeah. Um, no, so so other than that, everyone go see Avengers Endgame. Can I ask? Can I ask where it ranks on your guys's MCU? Since, again, we're talking about MCU today. So, but where does it rank on your on your movie checklist of the MCU? I, because I I, I I wrote about it on Twitter, but Avengers Endgame is an event. Like, yeah. Whereas like things like Winter Soldier and Thor Ragnarok, those are like very like they're movies that had great character arts, great character development. This is like the payoff of all of that, you know? So like, I don't know. It's, it's very tough to rank it because like, if you take it in the fact of like how it made me feel and how like just phenomenally badass it was, it would be like, Oh, it's like one of the, probably one of the best MCU movies ever made. Like my hands, look at them. They're down. Yeah. So, so hands down <laughs> that movie is it's, in, it's incredible, but I don't know. I would have to like, 
sleep on it a little bit and like really like take it in like be, go back through and like watch the movies again and things like that and like see Avengers Endgame again and like have like a clear idea of like where it would rank. Yeah. But it's just it's very hard to rank it because Top of like three you think. I, again, it's just it's so hard to rank it because like I consider it a culmination event rather than like like Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like it's very hard. It's very hard to do that. I I think Winter Soldier is still the best Marvel movie yeah. because it's self-contained. It's still small. You know, it's whatever. Right. The villain right. is compelling, all this kind of stuff. Um, I think that Endgame was better than Infinity War. A lot of people disagree. Oh, I, I, to- I totally agree with that. With that, mm-hmm. but uh, is it better than Avengers? The costumes were better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think I think Endgame, just on the pure fact that it was more emotionally yeah. compelling than Infinity War because Infinity War like obviously when the snap happened like <laughs> we all were like what, what? the fuck is yeah. going to happen next whereas like and then but you knew that's like oh well, we're going to have another movie in a year yeah so something is going to come from this and people are going to die etc cetera, etc cetera. and now no one knows really right, right? kind of where like where like what's going to happen next like Vargas oh, was saying yeah like, like like we had talked about like Kevin Feige came out and said that the next Spider movie is the end of this the yeah. phases and which is very interesting because it's like, well, how? <laughs> like, um, so, so that's going to be very interesting. But I would say, I would say, Endgame is way better than in the context of the MCU is much much better than Infinity War. Not to say Infinity War is a bad movie because the things it did was very very good. Yeah. Um, but I would still say Endgame. Endgame is a better movie than Infinity War. But again, it's like I don't know. It's it's just very hard to say like where it ranks. I mean, it ranks extremely extremely high yeah, for for the listeners uh <clears throat> as as of a week ago from this recording it was ranked the number one on rotten tomatoes on the mcu oh, oh, followed yeah. very closely by uh, black, black, black panther, panther yeah. so and it is easily gonna break it's gonna be the fastest movie to two billion dollars like no contest well the question like, is is it gonna make three that's three, just yeah. the question because so. i think avatar is fuck avatar avatar is like 2.7 billion dollars yeah. something like that and yeah. this movie is already like Basically at two billion dollars, and, and this movie has a real story that hasn't <laughs> yeah. been done. <laughs> that well, that's yeah. there was an interesting <laughs> to get in again to. I guess this is what we're doing now. Um, there's this interesting discussion on Twitter where like they were talking about that how Avengers is 100 percent in the in its third weekend, right? This weekend is its third weekend or second second, week, second weekend. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. In its second weekend, it's going to break two billion. Yeah, and uh, they were like, now it's the race to see who to see when it gets to two point seven or three billion, or yeah. if if it does, which I hundred percent see it doing that. Um, but then they were like, but someone was talking about like, but why like you know even though Avatar was two point seven billion dollars, like Avatar is Avatar, like whatever your thoughts on it, it doesn't have the cultural right. quote unquote impact right. that like Endgame is going to have or has had. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, Avatar was a visually stunning movie, but that was but very... No one, no one cosplays Avatar. Correct. <laughs> but like, because it was just like, I think people went to go see Avatar because it was this new crazy thing from James Cameron that's yeah. like, we had never seen anything like that before. Whereas like the story and things like that were just, it's Pocahontas in space, you know? Yep. So yep. Dances with blue people. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. So to move on, uh, two, a couple that albums came Eiffel out. 65. <laughs> oh, I get it. A couple albums came out recently. Uh, Local Natives. I've talked to this album before that it was coming out. It came out this past Friday. It's called Violet Street by Local Natives. Um, they are like a Southern California um, indie-ish rock band that uses a lot of instruments and vocal harmonies and things like that. And I've loved them for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a phenomenal band. Uh, when Am I Going to Lose You is a really great song to listen to. Um, but I think I, 
I, much like Vargas is the comic book guy, I want to be the I want to be the music guy. We listen, know. listen to this <laughs> indie jazz fusion rock hit, rockabilly. Um, yeah, I knew you were going to say rockabilly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I knew, as soon as you said jazz, I just knew in my heart. Um, also, another album that came out is uh, Lizzo. Uh, her album "Cause I Love You" is also fucking phenomenal. Um, she her uh, this album is very much like Molly. I, I made Molly listen to it. Molly was like, "This is incredible," because it's very much a very strong black woman like her breakup album. And moving on from that, and it's so goddamn good. Um, she has a song called Juice that is just awesome. Like, she ranges from, like, really great, like, pop Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey type stuff to, like, she has a song with Missy Elliott that just, like, just goes nuts. Like, she raps very well and does, does it all. And she is phenomenal. So I, I really wish, want people to listen more to those albums. Brendan's a lot cooler than us, huh? Yeah, I didn't want to say is it. Is it cooler or is it... <laughs> He's just cooler. on Twitter guys, more. No, he's cooler. <laughs> guys, he does have a beer. Guys, he look does. at my beer. Yeah. This is my beer. Uh, I'm going to be the music guy today since none, neither of you are going to oh, do the music <laughs> thing. <laughs> so no one told, no one, someone said, no one said music. So I guess. Uh, uh, I only have one though. Uh, and we're going to see them in a couple weeks. The damn things. Uh, their album came out uh, a few, two, two weeks last Friday. It's only been a week, I think. Last yeah, Friday. Sure. Uh, their second album, High Crimes, and for those who don't know, the damn things are what is called super group. So uh, members from established bands that come together and play. They have members from Every Time I Die like and Like damn Frax. Yankees. Huh? <laughs> da- da- <laughs> the damn... <laughs> they were super group. I don't get it. They had Ted Nugent yeah. and others. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> oh. <And> other people. <laughs> so they, they have members from Every Time I Die, Anthrax, and Fallout Boy. Um... And this is their second album. Their first one came out, I don't even know. And it's hundred incredible. Years ago. Oh, it came out like 2013 or 14. Yeah, something like a, that. a while. Like, it's been, yeah, over five years. Again, because these guys are in other bands they that have tour right going on. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because we're actually seeing every time I die, um, like a month after we see right, the damn thing. With Mastodon, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, their first album came out and it's phenomenal. And I was telling um, Brendan this, Vargas, and I think, well, we've had similar conversations. This album sounds like it should have come out first. Yeah, like I'll it kind of the, like they don't really have it together yet. It, on this album, it sounds like they're still trying to figure things out. Whereas on their last album, it was great. Every song was not a, a, not was a, a banger. bad song on it. This one, there's not. It, it does grow on you. I think for for me at least, the first playthrough, I was like, oh, okay, that was okay. And then I had to give it another one. I was like, well, this song's better than the first time I heard it. I think. Yeah. See, that's what like I was talking to Brian about this because the first the one the first song they released, I I liked. Then the second song they released, I was like. And I, it's I can take it or leave it, and then I actually forgot the album came out, and I was talking to Brian about Have you listened to it yet? He's like, Yeah, a few times and everything, and I went, Oh, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> that tells you how I feel about like yeah. this album. Which they, they do. You can tell that that each of these musicians have been in the business for a while because their best songs are the first and the last one. Yeah. <laughs> so you enter high and you leave right. high. Right. Uh, the first leave the high. first song <laughs> the first song is called Cells. The last song is called The Fire Is Cold. And I would say give those two. A shot. Sells is very good. The sells is very good. Before before you give the whole album a shot or buy it or anything, give sells and the fire is hot. Um, or the fire is cold. Obviously. What type of music are they, Brian? Well, you tell me, man. They're they they're like, like country, yeah, jazz. Give it. Really dive into it. No, really this, sink this album teeth is into like it. uh like it's not grunge rock, but it's <laughs> grungy rock. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of dirty. Uh, most of it is kind of fast, um, but they do have a few slower ones. But 
Um, it's not as heavy as the bands that are that make up the members. Right. It's not as heavy as Every Time I Die or Anthrax. And that's why I think made Iconoclast so accessible. Their first album. Yeah, their first yeah. album. Because it is very much like party grunge rock, like just party dirty rock. It's you like know what feel I mean? good dirty it, rock. It, like yeah. it's like you you put it on, have some beers, and hang out with your buds. Like that's what that music is. And this one, there's like four songs on the album that you can do that too. <laughs> and then there's other ones that you kind of just listen to, I guess. <laughs> but like I said, it is growing. Ringing on endorsement. Me. Yeah. I want to put that on the a sticker is, on the front. Yeah. Like I said, it just feels like this one should have been their first album, and then. Right. Well, at least we, we still have Iconoclast. So. Yeah, and we still get to see them live. I'd be interested to see if they recorded this like a lot of supergroups do, where like they write mm-hmm. the song and then somebody records it and sends it to the next guy. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, because that, that would make sense if for their first album, they all got together in a room right. and wrote some songs and jammed it out. But then for this one, they're like, oh, well, we can't really get together. So <laughs> we're all professionals. And like, obviously it works because right. they are professionals. And the album is, I mean, it's fine. It's good. It's better than it could have been, I guess, if that makes sense. Right. I think it's better than some some bands that are just their bands albums that come out. It's better than that. <laughs> it's better than bad. Yes. The Michael not, the Michael oh. not the Michael Jackson. Not the Michael Jackson. I but I they did lose I think they lost their bassist and they their did. lead they, guitarist. They lost a couple of like and that yeah. might be a factor. I don't know. I don't know who did the right who has the most writing credits and everything. I didn't look in that far. I mean you got Scott Ian. Keith yeah, Buckley Scotty and the drummer and, for Fall Out Boy. Yeah, so. and so the core stayed, but you know, I don't know. Give it, a, give it, a, give it a whirl. Cells and and the fire is cold. What's the album? The album is called High Crimes, and the band is the Damn Things. Check. Anything else? What were yours, Brendan? <laughs> uh, local natives, Violet Street, and Lizzo. Because I love you. Oh, thanks. No problem, buddy. Now, what was the album called? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I got caught up in his eyes. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so last time, Ooh, buddy, last time we had a Fitting big Star Wars day, big discussion. Man, yeah, that's how, how about that? Look at us go. We had a big <laughs> stop. Don't play more than ten seconds. Uh, <laughs> we had, me a fortune just to get this beer. We had a big discussion uh, between the boys, Vargas and Vargas was the Galactic Empire, and Brian was the uh, Republic or the Rebel Alliance. And basically, I wanted to know. I wanted a discussion, barring. Me, my blinders were on to the movies and my love for the movies. And I um, think I forgot that because I kind of just assumed that you would remember that they blew up a planet and um, I didn't bring it up in my again, argument. Again. Okay. So we're going to get into that. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> so Vargas argued that the Galactic Empire was better or more, more right, I guess you would say. And Brian argued the other way. Yeah. That was a big sticking point is right. the, your who phrasing. Was, who, who was, was right. right. Who was right. Um, I picked... Vargas, because his his argument was pretty damn good. Yeah. Other than Brian just yelling space Nazis the entire time. Look, you got to crack a couple of eggs to make <laughs> yeah. the galactic omelet. And in this right. case, the egg was Alderaan. <laughs> All right? Well, your uh, frying pan is shaped like a swastika. <laughs> yeah. so. The voice is crying out in pain. Silenced. Um, so, yeah. So, I did a rewatch of the Star Wars movies as well as the newer Star Wars movies, Force Awakens and uh, The Last Jedi. Um, basically, one, just as a big rewatch anyway... And then two, because of this podcast, I was like, huh, I wonder what, what would happen. So I picked, again, the Galactic Empire. And going back through the movies, it's it's very interesting because we we talk, we did, we touched uh-huh. on the original Galactic Senate and Palpatine's uh, role in that, which, you know, once you dive into those the politics of those movies, which they are something. That's the boring part. Correct. Um, the whole first movie. The whole Correct. first movie. Um, 
It was actually it was Palpatine who, as Darsidious, was leading the trade blockade. Uh, the gun, the whatever those weird Gung- Gungans. No, the Gungans were on the planet of Naboo. I'm trying to think of who was the trade blockade creatures because they were very racist oh, characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Far East. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yes, we got to do these. Oh, the Silk Road in Correct. the sky. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so it was Darsidious slash Palpatine who was leading that trade uh, blockade or blockade because he wanted to upset the balance of the, of the Senate because, again, he wanted to create an empire and be the emperor and lead the Sith. He said another way he wanted to streamline things. Yeah, basically. It was a very good chess game. I mean, he was playing very baller He was playing 40 chess while the Jedi were playing playing checkers. checkers. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, So then, so yeah, let's focus on that. So he did all that, killed a lot of people, and then... (laughs) Look. (laughs) Cracked some eggs. Cracked some eggs, eggs, thank you. uh, To create the Empire and Darth Vader and all these other things. omelet. Right. Oh, right. My God. The Republic in the Senate, granted, like we talked about in the also early movies, also cracked some eggs. Didn't was too they big. They were rotten eggs. I, I think I believe that uh, Palpatine's argument, yes, was that there's too many cooks in the kitchen. We need more centralized government. Be- what is with our food? <laughs> Look, I'm hungry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a whole food episode. Whole food episode. So yeah, so the Republic Senate wanted more. Uh, you know. Too many cooks in the kitchen, <laughs> and Palpatine wanted less. So that was those whole movies, and there was a big war about it, and it was very bad. <laughs> Moving past those three movies, um, in the original trilogy, you had the Empire, who very depicted very badly, very poorly to begin with. They had a literal weapon called the Death Star that blew up planets. Look, look, look. And listen, <laughs> I don't want to look at Brian about this one, but... I just assumed... I, I Look, I should have explained to you like you were a child. And that, yeah. that is my fault. 100%. What is this podcast? It's debates on town. So the U.S. The US <laughs> military real? has tomahawk missiles. They aren't real tomahawks. <laughs> the Death Star isn't just a Death Star. Right. What else does it do? It houses troops and stuff. With yeah. Go on, Brendan. Oh, well, God. <laughs> right, right, You're right. talking yourself into a corner. I already won this argument. There are no <laughs> corners on the Death Star. <laughs> it is round. That size of the small moon. gravity. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. So, the whole storyline and themes of the first movie of the original trilogy is yes, you had this galactic empire who's led by a literal evil Sith man. And the, the, the rebellion was created as a way to like, Hey, we don't want this evil Sith who's going around massacring and murdering people and has a literal weapon called the death star to be a, be in control. Like let's have a little bit better of a government. Let's do this thing. And, and then again, Fast forward through all that, you know, the the Empire was yada, defeated. Yada, yada, yada. We, we're going to yada, movies. yada, yada through some Star Wars <laughs> movies because there's a lot going on. Uh, the Empire was defeated. The Rebellion uh, succeeded in destroying them, blah, blah, blah. And then you fast forward to the new, well, there's only two movies, but the new trilogy where there is a Republic Alliance that we don't know too much about. We only see it's like basically one planet and a, a few people. And, and this is in The Force Awakens, correct? Correct, in The Force Awakens. Do we know what the time frame is? I'm not sure what uh, it is. I think it's like tw- 15, 20 years. After? Essentially, after after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. So it's like 15 to 20 years because you have to think Kylo Ren wasn't uh, born yet in Return of the Jedi. Right. And then I think maybe it's like, get trained. maybe it's like 25 it's gotta years. Be, so yeah, yeah, it's got to be longer. Maybe it's like 30. 20, 25, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. So then now, essentially, the Republic is there and now the First Order is the Rebellion, essentially. And then they too create a giant weapon, planet-sized weapon, <laughs> to destroy 
<laughs> Wait, so let's, five planets. Let's reiterate that. The rebellion from the first movie. <laughs> I'm, no, no, no. I'm just... Okay. The rebellion yeah, from ahead, the first movie ahead. turned into the First Order, correct? Uh, or were they the remnants of the Empire? They're the, the Galactic Order... The Galactic Order... The first, galactic, order, the first order. The first order. Jesus. 7%. What is this? 7%. <laughs> the Galactic. <laughs> I keep. Oh, crackling. Okay, um, there. I got you. Um, so, yeah. So, the first order mm-hmm. is remnants of the Empire. Okay. 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 The, re- the rebellion is now, is now the basically new, the, the, repu- new the new republic. republic and stuff like that. Okay. And you were trying to catch him. I know what you're no, doing. No, I'm I'm just trying to make and it clear for the listeners. Wouldn't you believe it? Those darn first order Nazi looking guys create a giant weapon that feeds off the sun to cre- blow up five planets and destroy the Republic. So just and again, yeah, so they're fighting back against the invaders. Okay, right, go right, on. okay you're getting too into this <laughs> guy. Um, again, so I picked Varius last time because because literally because your argument was better. I mean, thank you. Yeah, your argument was was very good. And that's the end of the episode. So make sure to so, follow us so on, on Twitter <laughs> on debates on tap. But then watching through the movies and watching through the whole line, it's it's I mean, I'm going to flip just because Brian's argument was very poor and we, we Why do you said keep that. saying that? I didn't say that. You've said it nine times. Have I? Yeah. How many beers have I had? <laughs> Not even one. <laughs> it wasn't poor. I just forgot to mention a couple things. Right. One of them was the Death Star that can kill pints. Look. <laughs> I had some very other good, uh, other good points. Yeah, I just don't. I think you were already shut off because you wanted to pick the Empire. No, I didn't want to pick the Empire. The Empire is awful and bad. I wanted to pick. You know now. The Rebel- <laughs> so I'm going. Obviously, like I'm going to flip. Not again. I want to with the caveat of based on the movies argument. Not we get it, man. Stop pointing Brian's it out. Brian's argument that that the Republic is better and should win. So, so I won. Whatever. Mark it on the board. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Where's your board? Marked. <laughs> so debate settled. No, Sorry, man. It's fine. Hey, it's just Luke it's Skywalker okay. is a literal sociopath. He blasts womp rats. Well, they're okay. Tortures animals. Well, no, they're bad. So that's a psychopath too. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not helping. People go out and shoot squir- squirrels <laughs> and shit. Yeah, that's bad. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I would say don't do that. <laughs> Did you guys see the the video of a little bunny that scares a fox? God, it's it's adorable. Now, <laughs> on to the strongest character in the MCU. Right, so define this again. So let's go over the parameters again of the argument. Yeah. It ha- they had to have been... strongest character. Strongest character. No. So the biggest muscles, right? No. So most powerful, I think I said. Oh, okay. Most powerful. And in you the said they had, they had to have been mentioned in the MCU. And at, we threw out... At bare minimum. We can't do the Watchers because obviously that wins. Right, right. Yeah, right. you guys do your nerd thing. And I think that was basically all we had decided, right? Because we eventually... we you brought took out Doctor Doom. Doom. But Doctor Doom is not, not in, the, in MCU. the MCU. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want you to go first because... Also, try to make your arguments pertain to events in the MCU rather than pulling from yeah, comic books. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I got you. Sure, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. I got you, boo. You want to go first? I'm going to go first. I'd like okay. you to go first. I'm picking Dormammu. Mm, the guy that Doctor Strange battled. Well, he didn't battle him because he would have lost. <laughs> right? I see where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so Dormammu is... He frustrated. <laughs> Dormammu is the, I'll say, the the overarching villain, the behind the scenes, the, the Oz... Of man behind the curtain, my hand behind the curtain of Doctor Strange's. Is movie. Oz the villain in that movie? Is the wizard the bad guy? 
He just said he's the 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 Oz of no no no. He just pulling he's strings the behind the curtain. Yeah, he's ah. the dude who orchestrates yeah. everything. Oz isn't necessarily bad. Well, he's kind of neutral. Yeah, he's kind of a neutral guy. That's yeah, a good podcast. He's kind of chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah. Describe your favorite movie characters as D and D classes. <laughs> <laughs> Easy um, <laughs> on and another thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, so Dormammu is the guy who was controlling uh, Mads Mikkelsen. I can't ever remember the character's name. I just I just watched this like a month ago. Yeah, and I, I know tell you. exactly. Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. uh, Hannibal. <laughs> He's <laughs> oh man, and Hannibal is trying to free. <laughs> Uh, don't don't tell us. I want the rest of this podcast to be. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's just, it's literally Hannibal. Hannibal is trying to free bad Benedict Cumberbatch from <laughs> another dimension after he was banished there by creepy uh, David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> people the, the that ancient, haven't one, one, yeah. people that haven't seen this movie are going to go in expecting a lot. Uh, <laughs> well, and they're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, and the ancient one is played by the other woman that I can't remember. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Thank you. Um, so I'm picking Dormammu, right? Because if he gets in the world, it's, it's game over. He's like, why? He's like the devil and Galactus put together. Okay. So one of those, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me more of the devil. Tell me more. (laughs) So the, the, the ancients. And again, I, I'm trying to keep this in the MCU, but I could be getting all of some comic book stuff mixed up. And that's okay, because you have it's a very limited reference that you're working with. Yeah, I am. But it, I think it's still Dormammu. So the, the ancient sorcerers, including the ancient one and all this stuff, they literally used an infinity stone to trap this deity or this this entity in another universe. Another time, space, pocket long, Do you dimension. know how long ago? Or, I mean, a long time ago? Yeah, long okay. time. Thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, and I, if, if I'm remembering correctly, they used like all of their energy, right? And if he gets out, it's game over because there aren't enough sorcerers left in the world. Which is technically what Doctor Strange is classified it, as? If, yes. If I remember right from watching the movie not too long ago, yeah. it's not that, I don't think that necessarily happened. They did have a battle with him and he was like, not quite sealed away, but he would just like move back to his dimension. And that's why in, early yeah, in the so movie. with the book, right? Yeah, that's why early in the movie, Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mads Mikkelsen. Seal, like seals the pages out of the, to get him, the book yeah. to, to like, to get him to back. contact back his den- dimension and getting back. Yeah. I don't think it was anything regarding like, I think he was just in his dimension, just like pounding his pud. Like, I don't think, I don't remember if it was anything. Oh, like, so he didn't come into. Yeah. I, but like, but that's what Mad Mickelson wanted to, Dormammu's yeah, dimension to become him to our come. dimension. Yeah. But I, I don't. Cause that's I the whole thing is like, it's very doctor who space timey wimey where right. like they want his dimension to become our dimension and vice versa and flip right. flop. So, and all that so stuff. I guess my first question would be what's, why can't Dormammu in, invade earth? already because he's in a separate universe so his his and this is what part of what makes him so powerful is his power can influence our universe without even being in it Mm. and that's part of what gives hannibal his power in the movie and i wish i could remember his name because he did hannibal's so so without even being in the universe he can give people power and influence them and corrupt their minds and all this stuff. Okay. So now explain to me why technically Dr. Strange won. Now he annoyed him to death or 
whatever. And that's right. but he didn't beat him. He just well, had him well, he had Dormammu send well, him back to our universe. He's the yeah, and he just he, banished him basically. Right. But didn't that also doing that stop Dormammu's invasion or whatever was going to happen? Yeah, I mean it stopped Hannibal from opening the rift and bringing him back, sure, but again, if Dormammu can influence our universe without even being in here, he has an endless supply of plebes that he can pump his influence into. Disgusting. Well, <laughs> gross. And he's got thousands of years. He's immortal, so he's got thousands of years to just bide his time. Does he have, uh, and I'm not being patronizing here, does he have superpowers? Like, what, what, would, what are the closest things you can say besides just influencing people so he i mean he doesn't have superpowers in that there's nothing that's like a normal version of dormammu so superpowers are defined by something better than like a normal person but dormammu just kind of is so imagine if like again in the mcu imagine if if an infinity stone was a person Mm. and could use the powers of itself to do stuff that's kind of what dormammu is okay are there any closing arguments or not closing? I mean, I, I guess I would say words? that the, the interesting thing is <laughs> any last words that I don't think, and this is probably splitting hairs, but I don't think that even like someone wielding the infinity gauntlet would top Dormammu because again, even the infinity gauntlet can't trans. It doesn't apply to other universes. It only applies to our universe and the stuff inside of it. So even if you had the Infinity Gauntlet, which is functionally the most powerful thing in the MCU, you can't do anything to Dormammu. You just wait till he comes, and then you could... And then, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. You pump, wait till he pumps his influence. Pumps his influence. There's a lot of guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, you. Yeah, I just want to real quick say a lot of what he said was conjecture, because all we get from Dormammu in mm. Dark Strange is just... A guy in another universe. Well, I'd say can't. before you go farther, you should define conjecture. Well, hearsay, <laughs> hearsay. Okay. okay. Here I say that <laughs> Brennan is wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, we I can talk about that later. But um, there's several beings I feel like that that could top Dormammu, and as well as like m- even my pick. But I'm going more towards what I think Brian would enjoy. I'm going with Hela, the goddess of death. Mm. Hella good pick. Hella good pick. Thank you. How long were you sitting on that one? I know you knew his choice. I didn't actually. Mm. No, my choice was kind of based off what he said or what, what he was going to do. And then he said that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go with this one. Um, Hela is Odin's daughter, the firstborn slash righteous ruler of Asgard. Um, she was so powerful that Odin himself became worried. And Odin could even make, you can make an argument that Odin is one of the strongest characters in the MCU. Because um, he's got that all that foresight stuff. Correct. That's what makes him really. Yeah, powerful. and then he can Odin sleep and then just revive, like become <laughs> yeah. younger again. <laughs> Jesus, he's been a, he, like he created Asgard. He created the Asgardians. He created Thor and not Loki. Um, and all kinds of stuff. Um, but he was so worried about Hela's power and influence that he called the the Valkyries to defeat her. The Valkyries, the most powerful fighting force in Asgard, descended on her and she massacred she fucked them up. all of them except for uh, Tessa Thompson. Valkyrie. Valkyrie. <laughs> Talk about confusing. Who who was so <laughs> wait, 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 wait. who was so scared that she immediately went to the Grandmasters uh, went to a different planet. Became an alcoholic, yeah. Correct. Odin sealed her away in hell, made her the goddess of death, and basically banished her, had to set like a 
a thing around her that said, you cannot come back unless my power and influence is done and dead. Odin passes away in Thor Ragnarok and she immediately comes back and fucks Thor and Loki up. We uh, watch a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Take out the I up. watched Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> Mine she, was sore, Ragnarok. Right. She shows up to Asgard, and the entire Asgardian population, fighting force, all of the Warriors 3 uh, face her. All and, three and, of the Warriors and 3. She defeats all of them hand, like without breaking a sweat, without even trying. She defeats Thor in hand-to-hand combat. The only thing that that uh, def- like kind of perturbs her and distracts her is Thor calling down a giant lightning bolt, which she just gets back up and goes chases back after him. Um, the only thing that essentially, and we don't even know if Hela is even dead, but what again just throws her off her one track mind is Ragnarok, the literal <laughs> destruction of Asgard by Surtur. By Surtur, yeah. And uh, because of that, um, she's just kind of like just off, off the, what, we don't even know what happened to her. We don't know if she died or what happened. But I, I would say, I would submit that Hela, one, she's just badass being the goddess of death. And two, the fact that she handily defeat like ra- everything in Ragnarok, the reason why she defeated Thor and he went off in his own uh, thing, had to get the Hulk and then had to bring them to Asgard, these strong Hulk, which is a very strong character in the MCU. Valkyrie, which is a very strong character in the MCU. Thor, also a very strong character in the MCU. Didn't defeat her. Could not defeat her. And it took a literal cataclysmic, giant, like, universe world-ending event to essentially stop her. I think I think the power of song slowed her down yeah. when the Immigrant Song came on. <laughs> well, that slows down everybody, yeah, I yeah. tell you. It's true. Um, and so I would, I would say that she is better, one, a better, a more stronger character or more powerful character than Dormammu. One, because Dormammu, all, we're just told like, yeah, he's pretty powerful and he can influence people, but he's stuck in that dimension. We got to get him out. And Doctor Strange, through a puzzle, defeats him. And we don't see anything about Dormammu's powers or you know, you can we can conjecture all day long, sir, about Dormammu. I just got I a finger know right in my face. You got a finger somewhere, guy. Um <laughs> Chad, he's gonna pump you with his influence. <laughs> <laughs> I learned from the best. Um so I would say Hela is a more powerful character than Dormammu simply because we see Hela being more powerful than Dormammu. Now I would in grant- response. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. In Brendan's description of Hella's story arc, she got beat twice. Is that her full name, Hella's story arc? Hella goddess of death. Oh, you watch your tongue. <laughs> he just said Odin beat her with the Valkyries. No, o- o- the Odin, Valkyries. Odin not. sealed her away. Odin, Odin, because of his massive power and influence, yeah, sealed, beat her, sealed her, her in hell. Got it. Beat her. Okay. And then Surtur gets released and beats her. Ragnarok. Now, yes, Surtur. I believe beats I had her. a conversation with you similar to this because we were talking about this. Because I think I think it was Vargas. It might have been. It was one of you. One of you two. You only talked. You us. only know new two people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, even the exact same. Yeah. Joke. Well, it's not a joke. This is why I get you guys true. confused. Because you say the same shit at the same time, and we look so much alike. So much alike. <laughs> one of you said I, I was talking about why it, it was interesting. Uh, uh, Hella as a villain in in Ragnarok, um, and we talked about how sh- we don't know if. 
Ragnarok actually killed her because you mm-hmm. never see her die. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You just see her going to, like fighting Sartor, and then she Man. gets smashed. But again, she doesn't die. But she got. Is beat. she immortal? Yeah, she's well. No. She's well. No, no, no. No Asgardian is truly immortal. Correct. Right. They're not immortal. They live thousands of thousands of yeah, years. But like a not lobster. Immortal. Because she took a she took a bath. Lobsters don't, don't die of old age. <laughs> That's not your own. They're like that jellyfish that can live from, like yeah, just keep, yeah, unless they get killed. They just die of uh, getting killed. Chain restaurant. Yeah. There um, it is. What? So I mean, yeah. I guess how 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 could she die? How could you kill her? Because she got fucked up in that movie and, and was alive. Correct. Whereas Dormammu was tricked by a puzzle. Now I'll give you this. Ella's power, her power level was on display more. It was in the movies crazy on display. Than Dormammu but, was. But again, what's Dormammu's power level? It's not like Dormammu. No, I think he was Tell a whole dimension. It's not like Dormammu but got what? Like what does that mean? Dormammu did not get beaten. Period. Yeah, he got, he got annoyed. He got, he, he got annoyed. <laughs> so he beat himself but because he let emotion. He was but busy that's, pumping back influence. to Jedi. But that's the, they don't let emotions. <laughs> Doctor Strange literally had to use an infinity gem to to trick him. Yeah. He couldn't, but he didn't beat Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Come on. Thanos beat Doctor Strange. Did he? I mean, he did. He, but he did, did he? <laughs> Thor almost beat Do- uh, Thanos. Yeah. Correct. And didn't. Oh, man. Guys. I can't talk about that movie. Actually, Stormbreaker. Actually, <laughs> this is tough because again, the source material for one outweighs the other vastly. Yeah, but but again, the source material for the one shows that she he pointed at Brendan and got made beat a twice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say that her weaknesses were also on display more because again, Dormammu. He just really he uh, just got annoyed to the point of not wanting to deal with it anymore. But again, what does he? But he sh- also do? didn't beat her. What does he do? Is he is he's he just the face. dimension? He's just a face, or is he just clouds? He makes he he's makes a, what, he's both. He makes a symbol in Hannibal's forehead. Oh Ooh. yeah, Ooh. and gives him power. Ooh. He ups his power. That Doctor Strange beats the shit out of him with and makes him. Doctor Strange beats three of his goons. But he that's running thing. down a hallway. He, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He Doctor Strange does yeah. not beat Hannibal in that movie. Yeah, he, does. he annoys uh, Dormammu until Dormammu what, okay. cancels his plans. I'm gonna. He's like the worst girlfriend ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to the wedding. God, Fine. How long, how long are we gonna be in fucking Gap for? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking to us. I was like, what? We're a podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hella. Yes. Only because, uh, based on the argument, your your main thing is that he didn't get defeated. He just got annoyed. But that's your main thing. You didn't give me a whole lot else to go and on. And hey, bonus points. You get to watch one of the best MCU movies, Thor Ragnarok, again. Yeah. And also one of the MCU movies, Doctor yeah. Strange. <laughs> I, do, I do enjoy Doctor Strange. It's yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah. The first half is fine. So, Correct. yeah, I'm going to go with Hela. But again, I think... Nice. You know, I'm glad we didn't open this up to the comic well, as universe oh, as a whole. I'm so and, disappointed. Do you want technically, like, again, I, there was a trump card. I, I like depending on who he picked. Easy. Yeah. What was your other pick? <laughs> the Celestials, because they mentioned them in Guardians of the Galaxy. Whenever they, the Collector. Okay. The Celestials. You, uh, you would yeah. have had a hard time 
bringing their MCU. Well, correct, because all we know about in the MCU with the Celestials is the Collector says, yeah, they were the ones who wielded like like the Infinity one of One of them wielded the Power yeah. Stone. Well, they all did. And another one of them died and their head is nowhere. <laughs> so. <laughs> Didn't Chris Pratt hold a, hold a stone? Yes. Which you could detect. I mean, that's another because one I looked at. Celestial? People talk. He's half a celestial. Half celestial. And uh, people talk oh, about. Oh yeah, ego is a celestial. Right. That's right. right. I forgot. But the power of friendship kills him. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't pick ego. Um, Peter Peter Quill. You probably could have picked another one. I mean, I mean, hypothetically, just like a couple of like. If he wasn't ones. such a dum dum. Right. I didn't he even might. pick my bullshit answer and say Stan Lee. I mean, because he's a wa- technically he's multidimensional. Pe- kind actually, of people have have theorized that he's watcher. the Beyonder. Ooh, Not, that's a good one. That's because he's, he's talking to the, the right. watchers. Can I ask you guys a, a mine? This is a minor spoiler. Did did his cameo was it already filmed in? That was literally the literal last one he yeah. filmed. Yeah. yeah, he was not well enough to do one for Spider Man. Yeah, right. Yeah, so R.I.P. Yeah, yep. So he, uh, so yeah, he's in in game. So I'm gonna go yeah with with Hella, but I will nice good pick, bro. Some Hella watch. bad pick, and I and this <laughs> hey, it, the thing is now though is the whole time I watch Doctor Strange, I'm just gonna be listening to the lore bits when they talk about right. Dormammu. Yeah. Now you get some of the badass '80s metal imagery of the Ragnarok, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doctor Strange was off of Netflix by the time I did this. Oh, so really? I'm only going on like oh. the Wikipedia and what oh, I can remember. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Do you not own it? No. Oh. I know. It's I have an, by the way, I have an idea. Yeah. What's up? I shouldn't say anything right after that because then it kind of <laughs> lead, leads him to believe. I have an idea for his birthday. Yeah. A, a, what did you say? His birthday? I don't know. His birthday. Because <laughs> like, it just hit me. I've had. Oh, yeah. It's 7% alcohol. Yeah. All right. We can talk about it later. Yeah. Without him. Yeah. Without for sure. What are we doing next time? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To you. Open your. He's getting. He's oh walking out of the room. Oh, oh my you don't have the. God. No, it's it's in the other room. <laughs> we'll I just go, didn't bring. You want to go room. get it? We'll get it. We'll fill time. We'll okay. do the exit strategy. Yeah, okay, so hang we on. can just start talking about like where you can find us. You stuff. can find us. You can email us uh, at debates on. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, maybe we won't. <laughs> you can email us at debatesonfans at gmail.com. You can tell us what MCU thing you think is is good. You can tell us all that stuff. Um, you can find us on Instagram at debates on pictures. Um, there should be a photo this week to correspond with the episode, as well as a tweet on Twitter. If you don't know what a tweet on is, the tweeter, and that is at debates on tap. Um, and I believe that's all the places you can find I us. Think so yeah, you could probably run into us at one of Kansas City's many breweries, which we are currently trying to promote. Woo! Yeah. So are you guys ready for this? We talked about it last time. I think we. I, I, think I, I was going to say this is going to be a really fun <laughs> one. Um, I will, so in honor of Endgame being the first $3 billion movie, it's nice. going to get there in future proofing. Oh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I want to hear you guys pick for the next MCU character <gasps> and who you want to direct it. Yes, I was hoping you'd say director. Okay, so, so exciting. So, so you want us to pitch you a movie, uh, <laughs> right? Well, well, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, just, yeah. G- Whoever, whatever character you're gonna pick, I'm gonna know who it is. But give me a little, right. a little rundown of the character, their little backstory, some of their powers. Do we want a caveat? Can't be Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, because that's an insta win. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just. I'm gonna pick Green Arrow. That's DC. I sorry, Batman. So mm. Sorry, sorry, Superman. Brian already loses. It's gonna be very easy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Superman directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, <laughs> No, no, no! Wait, listen, listen. You're listen, living listen. in a fantasy world. Listen, if you you're don't, not listening Superman, to me. you're not. He's going to punch people a lot, and he's going to kill them. And back up, he's going to snap a dude's neck. <laughs> so, what's up, bro? 
Yeah, so give me give that's me, me the, the character, a little bit of background, the director, and if you want, like how they could fit into the current, you know, Avengers lineup or the right. MCU. I'm definitely just going to pitch you a movie. I mean, yeah, that's basically what we're doing. Yeah, and Marvel, Marvel specifically, right? No, the other MCU. I'm just saying. Yes, Marvel. I'm just double checking. He started making jokes about the DC universe, and I got really. If you want to pitch a Conan movie. I guess it could technically like owned by Stop Marvel. Talking. Stop talking. <laughs> Doesn't Disney own Alien? Fox does, but they're not. It's a whole, what if we convoluted. could make Alien come into the MCU, bro? It's like how and, ESPN, and I have the perfect actor. It's for how Alien. like technically ESPN is owned by Disney. Like they're the same company. Actually, they're not. They're Jesus fucking Christ. Because Fox TV cannot be incorporated because of monopoly oh, I see laws. What you're saying. So that's crazy. It's super crazy. Okay. So anyway. they're Boardwalk, and the other one is Park Place. All right, let's end this thing. Yeah. Gosh, this is a lot of fun. I can't wait to see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do the thing. Bye.